Good afternoon and welcome back to The Truth About Local Government. Today we are very lucky to have James Trousdale um, with us to discuss a really important topic, um, channeling creative energy, local government's role in enabling creative placemaking. Uh, but without further ado, James, thank you for coming on the podcast. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. No, it's amazing. Now, just for context for those listening at home, James's role is Strategic Lead for Culture at North East Lincolnshire Council. James, what does the Strategic Lead for Culture do? Um, well, in basic terms, I oversee our work in both culture and heritage. And for those that don't know, North East Lincolnshire is Grimsby, once the biggest fishing port in the world. Um, Immingham, which is a really, really massive port, and uh, the resort of Cleethorpes as well. So what my role is, is around supporting the creative and heritage sectors in, in that part of the world. So when we talk about creativity and we talk about channeling it, because obviously what part of the role of local government is to create these 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 spaces where all parts of society can thrive, but also all part, you know, kind of creating these communities. How do you go about engaging to understand what a place needs in terms of how does the vision start? Mm -hmm. um, so I think the role of local government in this is really, really important as an enabler and bringing people together to bring their expertise round the table to, to create um, exciting places for people to live, work and, and visit. So. I think the most important element of my job is like building those relationships, being a bit of a translator, really, in, from the creative sector, the heritage sector and going into local government, where sometimes there's a jargon clash. Sometimes there's a sometimes there's silos and sometimes people don't really know how to talk, talk to one another. Um, so that's the really important element uh, from my perspective in terms of building that trust and building that understanding and I think where local government's got a particular advantage in that is there's so many people doing all sorts of different things and I don't think anyone within any one local authority can fully understand what's happening across the piece so it's about it's about bringing people together it's about sparking different ideas off and those artists and creatives and heritage practitioners have got lots of exciting things to bring to the table to enable people to really celebrate what's great about a local area look at the look what's happened in the past but also think about what that means for the future as well it must be so hard to get that balance right between kind of appreciating and kind of keeping a real traction to your cultural identity but creating places for the future and the economic kind of areas for for the future how hard is it to I guess in a way, how hard is it to um, to kind of to, to champion heritage and economic, sorry, no, champion heritage and culture at a time when there are significant financial pressures on local governments or local authorities across the UK? Yeah, I think you hit, a, hit on a very, very important point there. Lots of local authorities, North East Lincoln Councilling included, are having to have some really serious considerations about what they spend money on and and how how to deliver deliver services and i think one of one of my key conversations to have is around how do we support 
different local and local creative and heritage organisations to deliver to deliver activity. And my background um, is very much around fundraising and partnership development. I've worked um, for Hull City of Culture and did a little bit of work for Coventry City of Culture in kind of that partnership role. So I think there's a really important element in terms of that advocacy around engagement, around participation, around civic pride, which is really, really important because North East Lincoln is in quite a strong position at the moment in terms of attracting tens of millions of pounds of capital funds, which have gone into town centre regeneration, have supported things like um, there's a new on-site youth zone being built and there's other monies coming into the resort of Cleethorpes as well. So there's an awful lot of capital investment um, but it's really, really important to think how can we, through through culture and heritage investment, really make make the most of that. And I think again, that comes down into what what is the precise role of local government within this. And my my philosophy is around engagement and around enabling as well. So ultimately, um, we've just been announced. People might have seen us at one of Heritage Fund's Heritage Places, and they're. 20 places across the country which were going to be supported with um 200 million pounds worth of investment over the next 10 years and that wow. and that and that's really really significant for those 20 places and luckily we're in that that position and i think one of the reasons why we're in that place is because over the last few years we've had really close relationships with heritage funds and with other funders like historic england and arts council england as well and that partnership working with the council being at the forefront of some things, but also knowing when to st- when to step back from things and recognise that we shouldn't be uh, dictating exactly how these things are going to work. We need to set that um, set that framework, have that overarching strategy, and have the right people around us to make sure there's that support. So one thing which we which we did um, uh, last year went through consultation went through the cabinet process went through scrutiny went through all those functions which you would anticipate um are required from good local government governance in terms of having a creativity strategy that's brought into by the local creative sector it's brought into by the, the public at large and is simple enough to be understand understood by many people it talks around telling the stories of North East Lincolnshire and how do we enable that to happen but it doesn't go into the precise precise details of we will do exactly this thing at exactly this date because we wanted that overarching framework. Then there's a, an easily understandable action plan, a couple of sides of A4, which says these are our priorities for this year. And that's what we're getting on and delivering and also encouraging other people to, to deliver as well. So we, we've set the framework and that's what funders and politicians like in terms of being really clear in having that framework but then giving the flexibility for other people to move to, to, to work to work alongside that and attract that funding into the local area so we've been really successful in in that additional investment some of which come into the council but not that much in the widest in the wider scheme of things so multi-million pound investments going into different organizations for them to deliver things which we can support and enable I mean, the, the funding piece is so critical, James, and obviously it isn't. I mean, the, you have a track record. I mean, when you're at Hull, you know, yep. you became the UK City of Culture. You know, you secured three million pounds for the Heritage Lottery Fund. Spirit of 2012, 2.85 mil, big lottery fund. 
Arts Council. And that follows you. You know, it followed you to Coventry. It's followed you, um, obviously, to northeast Lincolnshire. You've talked there about making it very clear with your communications. Is there anything else that you feel has made it so to make you so consistent at securing large funding amounts from various organisations to invest into culture and heritage and to prioritise that when looking at your master plan, when looking at your overarching ambition for a region as a council? Yeah, I think that I think the really important thing in all this is is building those solid partnerships and making sure that the legwork takes place behind the scenes to make sure those sorts of bids are grounded in 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 sensible reality, but also are ambitious as well. So I think that's the absolutely critical thing, and I think one thing which was really important in North East Lincolnshire, because we're a, a, a previously an area of focus and now a heritage place for a heritage fund and a priority place for Arts Council, was was, make, was making sure that we were coming together when we needed to, making sure there's that kind of ambition. Because a, a, lot, a lot of this, I think, is around confidence. Places which have been underinvested over the years there's there's a, there's a risk, and this was this was true in Northeast Lincolnshire. There was there was a risk that people are scrapping around for crumbs and not thinking about how to make the pie the pie bigger. So, in that sort of in that sort of climate, it's quite quite important to kind of recognise successes in other places, and a recognition about it's not quite fair shares. I wouldn't want to go down that route necessarily, but other other places are potentially having higher levels of investment. So how do we move along that journey? And how do we create that culture of collective ambition and not trying to fight about small amounts of money? So I think that's absolutely, absolutely critical. I think the other critical thing as, as well is that sort of intelligence as well, because again, a lot of this comes down to trust as well. It's making sure that there's that collective in, intelligence which in local government, you've, you've got that position if people trust you of of kind of knowing what's on the horizon what opportunities there might might be and having those mature and sensible conversations around making sure that sometimes projects are scaled up making sure that funders are aware of what's in the pipeline because i've been on both sides of the fence when I mean, going back into my earlier career when i've worked for local enterprise partnerships and regional development agencies i've been on both sides of the fence i've i've, I've seen some really excellent ad funding applications i've seen some awful ones as well and i think there's, there's an element of that as well just being a critical friend and encouraging that culture of collaboration and conversation because everyone everyone falls in the same trap i fall into this trap when when working on my own funding bids you just sometimes get too caught up in it and you just need someone who's a couple of steps removed to say what does that mean I don't understand that that makes that that just doesn't doesn't add up and there are instances where you, even if I've filled out tens if not hundreds of funding applications sometimes you just need someone to tell you that doesn't make sense those numbers don't add up they don't know where Grimsby is. There's elements like that. You just need someone to come in and be, be honest, be helpful, be critical, be supportive, be a cheerleader, be in all those sorts of different roles. 
but have that ma collective maturity and collective ambition that collectively there could be some really great projects. It is that point. You can't do this in a silo. You have to communicate and you have to, again, going back to your point around trust and, and about confidence. So much of the kind of looking to attract private sector into, you know, interaction with the plans and also equally funding, it's consistent messaging, it's consistent communication, and it's just taking with that comes confidence obviously but it's taking sometimes i've you kind of get concerned don't you that you know sometimes there is so much ambition from politicians as to what they're trying to do and obviously it all comes from the right place but you have to have a clear plan a clear mandate and it needs to be simple enough that everyone can understand what they're trying to achieve because sometimes you feel that if things are too complex people can't get behind it um yeah yeah I, I, absolutely and i think there's there's this collective understanding about what is ambitious but what is also realistic as well so again one thing which i was really really wanted to do and which we which we did do was allow people through some of the funding we had from cultural development fund which we called grimsby creates and we also had some funds from heritage funds which we called uh heritage startup fund locally and what that allowed people to do was have uh, pilot projects which took place so people could could test and could learn and potentially consider what they need to do in terms of um, upscaling activity and i think the term pilot project is a very very helpful term it gives it gives flexibility for stuff to go wrong you are obviously within that relatively confident that things will be successful but it gives you it gives you a bit of headway if if things if things don't work. So pilot projects, research and development, all those sorts of things in some of the kind of small grants that we've offered out to people, that's very much the language and tone we've taken with with a lot of that sort of work. Um, and most of the time, most things work, but sometimes they don't. And it's it's okay in that pilot philosophy if some things don't don't quite come off and you, you learn as you learn as you go along i mean there's different different solutions to different problems in different places so but again i think it's important that we as a council and councils at, at large kind of have where it's appropriate that kind of accountable body function because we can work at that sort of scale and handle big big amounts of money millions of pounds hundreds of thousands of pounds we we, we can handle that for our bank accounts we're in a, a privileged position to be able to do that so there's responsibility then in making sure that when we are spending that money and supporting people we create the the, uh, the structures to now allow that to go out in much smaller grants for, for people who can't get access to those sorts of things so i think particularly when it comes to artists it's making making sure that there's routes available that are as accessible as possible, but also being mindful of our obligations in managing the public purse and creating those conditions to allow people to access and thrive and, and within the spirit of what it says in the strategy, do do good things in a low in a local environment. Absolutely. It and that's that's it, isn't it? The council are there to facilitate uh the creation of these creative spaces by giving people the confidence the local people 
we're there to support you. There's a guy called Steve Borthwick, who's the, um, I don't know if you follow rugby, but he's uh, the uh, the coach of England. And mm-hmm. when he was coach of Leicester Tigers, I believe it was, he came on and he did a, an absolutely amazing job of transforming that team. I don't mm-hmm. really follow rugby at premiership level. I just, you know, watch the internationals. But he has this phrase, and because I, I listen to the, the high performance podcast, yeah. he talks about, we're going to make, we're gonna, I'm not going to do his accent because I normally do his accent, but <laughs> we're going to make mistakes and that's okay, but we're going to learn and we're going to learn faster than other people. And I think mm-hmm. as long as you kind of create this kind of a culture where people feel, yeah, you've got to have an accountability that what you're doing makes sense. And yes, you do, we're, we're aiming to be as good as we can. But if you make a mistake, we're here to help you. We're here to give you the support and the, the, the skill sets that maybe don't exist within the environment, you know, that you're in at the moment, but we're here you know, to help you make this success. I think that's the beautiful thing about what you're doing at Northeast Lincolnshire. And I think it's the beautiful thing that happens to kind of throughout when we're championing heritage and we're championing culture is it's not just about the bottom line. It's about creating that kind of intangible feeling within a community that of supporting these artists and these heritage funds that actually we really prioritize and we really appreciate you being part of our community and we're going to help you thrive. And, um, that must be so rewarding to you. I mean, one of the things I'm really keen to ask as well is how do you find working for local government? I mean, you know, what, what's what's kept you in local government? When obviously you could, with your skill set, you could work in the private sector, you could work for any public sector organisation that you'd want to. What's kept you within local government? Um, I think I've kind of, I've, I've always been in kind of a partnership type space, sometimes in local government, sometimes in charitable trusts so i think it's that opportunity to enable change and create that positive environment that's kind of kept me coming back to local government because ultimately it's incredibly well placed to enable enable that that to happen and i think just referring back to your previous point i mean i colleagues will always comment about this i'm default to kind of sporting sporting metaphor um, as, as, as you've just done and I've listened to a few high performance podcasts as well and I think the principles of getting the world-class basics is absolutely critical within everything that we're trying to do and I see my role and it was quite it's quite useful in in the way that um, creative organizations are set up with a executive function basically the admin and the and the creative function there's that really clear understanding about what people's roles and responsibilities are and that's really stuck with me from uh, from my time particularly at Hull City of Culture and I think just going on to that sporting metaphor kind of my role in that to go into a football metaphor land is a bit like a defensive midfielder you kind of make sure You've got the vision, making sure you know when to make the passes to the people to do the creative elements of things, and you you put you you, you try and get people out the uh, out the way and remove the hazards that exist, and then you try and lay that pass off to the to the winger to the creative people who can do those really creative things. I I'm not a creative myself, but I know my role within that system is is to enable them to push on and do really, really exciting things, but make sure that they've got the protection around them to enable those things to happen. So that's kind of my slightly, slightly naff sporting metaphor. 
not enough at all we love a sports metaphor on this podcast it's it's absolutely what we're all about and it's it's it's, it's absolutely you know to, to, to kind of say that you're not a creative person is very humble because I've, I've seen that you have, i've kind of followed what the work that you've been doing at north of lincolnshire and from looking at your your profile on the way you've done at hull and in previous organizations i think it's fantastic um but it is a team effort isn't it it's not one person can't do it and that's not just one person at the council but it involves the community. What's the most effective way you found of communicating with um, the public? Communicate with the, the public. I mean, there's different different schools of thought on this, and I think again, every every council's in a slightly different environment. I think there is always a hazard. Things affiliated to the council's name often get negative parts of feedback um which which is which is true in lots of different lots of different spheres so i think my overarching philosophy on this is what what we were doing was giving people the resource to to deliver projects because i think one of the big challenges is especially around capital projects there's millions of pounds worth of funds announced and then, rightly, there's an awful lot of work that happens behind the scenes, which is frankly not very interesting to the public at large, be it legals, be it asbestos, be it anything else that happens behind the scenes. So there's, so there's often a narrative of nothing's happening. Yes, there is lots of things happening, but it's not diggers on a building site. So there's always a challenge around that. So I think my my philosophy was, and still is, to enable things to happen so you're putting the artists and the creatives front and center and then people go oh wow that's really good i'm really excited to have that here so i think the most important message especially at this time is for is for people to see things happening for people to be able to participate and for people to be able to enjoy as well and i think that's another really important and joyous element of my my role within local government is we're bringing fun and excitement and really good stuff that's happening in people's neighbourhoods as well. And there probably aren't that many roles within local government that have that amount of upside opportunity, if you see what I'm saying. I think there's lots of there's lots of good good news stories that can be created by culture and heritage as well. And I think a lot of that comes down into that that really important role of uh, civic pride, because, again, lots of lots of the investment that's happening at the moment ultimately is around placemaking is ultimately around that civic pride agenda and getting people to celebrate things is vitally important and i think the other thing which it says in our, our strategy is around what does that mean in a wider global context as well so there's plenty of different people in different places um who are really important historic figures but don't necessarily form part of that that conversation and kind of some people are forgotten about and and it's how do we how do we uplift that and then there's that kind of recognition of people like us can do really exciting things on a on a on a global scale sometimes and it's like the um Rod Templeton chap you've probably never heard of basically the greatest songwriter in the 20th century was a chap from Cleethorpes who wrote Thriller. But there's people, there's people like that, not necessarily quite at that scale, 
in places across the country and how does that hook into the wider conversation about a place and how do we all collectively shout about really great stories that have got national or even international resonance because there's often a a conversation that just takes place locally how do we elevate that conversation and how do we collectively showcase good things that are happening and show especially for children and young people about people like us or people who've lived down my street they've changed the world how do how do we do that and i think also there's elements around our natural environment as well that are kind of internationally recognized it's like you you might not well recognize on an absolute basic level you've got a beach on your doorstep that's not true of everybody and then how do we how do we then really amplify that and it's natural environment significance it's it's internationally important so there's elements of that how and how do we kind of get into get into promote that kind of promotion type mode completely do you know what it's 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 fascinating it's the first time i've ever heard anybody talk about civic pride and it really makes complete sense and i think that's a really nice way to talk about how locally and nationally placemaking is just so important because if you create beautiful places if you support the promotion of culture and heritage and economic prosperity people will be proud locally of their mm-hmm. local area and will hopefully restore some form of national pride because i don't know about you but it just it sometimes feels as if you compare ourselves to other countries we don't tend to have the most amount of national pride um and i think if we can if we can make beautiful places locally it goes uh, it's, it's a starting point to to kind of embracing that civic pride but what a great i think i love that civic pride as a, as the as the kind of a centralized focus as to why we're here in our government what we're trying to achieve i think it's just a really poignant way to um to kind of draw that to a conclusion so look it's been absolutely fantastic um really has been fantastic talking to you james i really enjoyed getting to know your views your insights and what you're doing in northeast lincolnshire so thank you so much for going on the podcast brilliant thank you very much for having me You've been listening to the Truth About Local Government podcast. Today, we've been talking about how we can channel creative energy to make beautiful places and to really support the creative industry and creative um, spaces and places uh, within local government. And we've had the delightful pleasure of having James Trousdale, the Strategic Lead for Culture at North East Lincolnshire Council, on with us talking about this important topic. If you've enjoyed the episode, please give it a like, give it a share, give it a five-star review. And I look forward to bringing to you more episodes later in the week.